1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Celtic take the season's first set of old firm bragging rights with a 1-0 win in the east end of Glasgow yesterday. Stephen Gerrard wasn't happy with the referee and has now signed Gareth McCauley and Andrew Robertson is the new Scotland captain. I'm Gordon Duncan, pleased to say I'm joined tonight by Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans. Yesterday was, in my opinion... A masterclass in man management from Brendan Rodgers The outcome of the game had nothing to do with any alleged controversy surrounding the referee But it had everything to do with Brendan Rodgers succeeding in the face of negative circumstances That could have created a different outcome for a different manager And while we're on that subject All praise to Andrew Robertson who survived rejection at an early age And dedicated himself to the pursuit of proving his ability A giant talent a magnificent appointment as Scotland captain. Alex Ray, you've had uh, the night to sleep on it. Yes. All the all the hype and everything that goes around one of those fixtures yesterday. Yeah. Do you see anything different in the cold light of day that you saw yesterday? No, not at all. Gordon, I thought Celtic were relatively comfortable throughout the game. Um, I think they tactically, you'd like to say that Rangers possibly could have done a lot better in the first half. It allowed Celtic to get the tempo, it allowed them to dictate the play, and they get plenty of confidence on the back of. A lot of negativity surrounding Celtic the previous couple of days. I thought it was an opportunity for Rangers to go and take the game and they didn't do that and in the end Celtic were worthy winners. So you've heard what Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray think. But what do you think? 0141-951-1025 is the number you need. And if you'd rather tweet, then we are at Clyde SSB. Brendan Rogers says it was an outstanding performance from his team. He says they should have won the game by more. He picked out Olivier and Cham and Dedrick Boyata as star performers, but insists Steven Gerrard has improved Rangers. I've always come into these games and, and tried to ensure that the players have a calmness in order for us to, to play well. And yeah, first and foremost, to, to have a chance of winning, you have to perform. And I thought we performed exceptionally well. I think Alan McGregor's made some outstanding saves um, with the crossbar. It, it uh, probably kept the scoreline down a little bit, but it's a huge credit to the players, you know, how we had to defend. You know, any moments of danger, we were pressing really aggressive and, and, and worked our socks off, which you have to do. It's, it's an obligation in the game. And then you've seen the composure we had with the ball in order to stay patient, to move it and, and create opportunities. So yeah, it was an outstanding win for us, but equally a very, very good performance. I thought we had a host of really good players today. I thought Dedrick Beata was outstanding. You know, anything that comes into the box, defended it, saw the back four goalkeeper, very good. Like you say, the team functioned very well. Positions on the pitch was good, but he's, he's a, a, a real talent. Olivia, you've seen his power, you see his passing ability and and then his, his speed to get up on the counter-attack to, to finish it off. Great goal. He's still got to travel 65, 70 yards up the pitch. But how he worked the ball, worked the space, and then for him to finish, it was a, a very good goal. Stevens just said there that he thinks the gap is perhaps narrower <coughs> than last season. And he expects it to be even narrower again come December. What's your take? Do you think the two teams are closer together now? For I think that, like you will do as a coach and as a manager, you expect as the season goes on for your team to improve. So Stephen will expect his team to be better and I'll expect my team to be better. But I think what we showed today was the, uh, the spirit, which is very clear in the team, but also the quality. And the guys took the opportunity very, very well. But there's no doubt that Stephen going in there, he's made a difference to them. As I said, it's a real treacherous period, this period of uh, the season up in Scotland. So um, 
but he's brought in some good players. You can see the, the, the good tactical discipline in the game and uh, he's done very, very well. Hugh Keevens, you christened yesterday Barometer Sunday. Yeah. So what did your barometer tell you? What did you learn yesterday? It uh, told me, first of all, I underestimated Celtic and overestimated Rangers. I thought that Celtic, and this is why I call it a Brendan Rodgers masterclass, I thought that Celtic were dealing with negative circumstances which could have conspired to deliver a negative outcome. You had the whole Dembele business on Friday where he's effectively ordered off the training field by Brendan Rodgers who then has a meeting with the player and then tells the player that he can get out of the club and he is out by midnight. Now Dembele was the bad apple taken to one side so that Brendan Rodgers could focus on the players who were committed to playing for Celtic against Rangers on Sunday. He had the Boyata situation. The previous Sunday at Celtic Park, the banners up. Boyata not fit to wear the jersey. How he got inside Dedrick Boyata's head so well and made him deliver the performance he delivered yesterday is for Brendan Rodgers to know and the rest of us to marvel at. And then in Sham. Window spent wondering if Sham was going off to Portugal to play for Porto. Brendan Rodgers again negotiated that perfectly and gets a performance out of Sham yesterday, which means he's the next £20 million player that Celtic have. But I thought Rangers would have more to offer in the game yesterday. I think they were tentative. I think Stephen Gerrard was more concerned with not taking a hiding from Celtic. And in the end, he got a 1 0 hiding. Yeah, listen, I totally agree with that. I think we we, we said that after the game yesterday. Uh, I think it was a woodwork four times. McGregor pulled off a couple of terrific saves. Um, I was just disappointed. I thought that in the Rangers' perspective, I thought they could have offered a lot more. Two shots at goal, one on target over the course of the game. Uh, and it's interesting when you look at it tactically, Gordon, because everyone says, and there's no two ways about the road to luck in the first half, but they go in nil-nil. The second half, they were a bit more adventurous tried to get on the ball a little bit more and from an, a, a corner they end up becoming unstuck and, and getting done with a fantastic counter-attack so by actually opening up and trying to be a wee bit more adventurous it comes back to to haunt them but overall you'd have to say that Rangers were lucky to come away with a 1-0 a, a defeat 0141 951 to get in touch Paul is in Cumbernauld what did you make of it Paul? Oh fantastic uh, first of all you I would like to say I agree with you in one thing Brendan Rogers' man management outstanding to get that team playing for the start, the first whistle, right through. It was an absolute joy to watch them yesterday. Well, you well, know, Paul, you, you, it's yeah. Saturday night, and I'm going to quote you. He says, there's the width of a cigarette paper between these two teams. Uh-huh. Do you not feel really foolish? Brendan's already no, made you feel I, foolish over no, the last few years. No, no, I never feel foolish. I just feel, I gave an opinion and it wasn't the right one. Uh, so I don't need to feel foolish I'm just here to offer an opinion And I did start tonight's programme In answer to Gordon's first question By saying what did I learn? I learned that I underestimated Celtic And overestimated Rangers There's your answer Paul. I mean if you were to feel foolish After every <laughs> prediction you'd got <laughs> yeah. wrong yeah. We'd be round in circles all week So uh, you've yeah. got to give him a bit of slack Paul I mean, surely uh, It changes his mind being Chris Thornton And that's doing something We've got to be honest, Paul. On Saturday, he thought there wasn't a big gap between the teams, and then oh, he watched yeah. the game, and now he's telling you yeah. he thinks there is. I don't what more do we want? I'm saying, I don't believe he did. I mean, he had, he, he, <laughs> a few years ago, he thought Mark, Mark Warburton's Rangers would win the league. I think he was saying that in jest. I still don't believe he actually believed that. You know what I mean? Well, Paul, do you know what? I don't care what you believe. Anymore. Good. Is that it? Is that, is that all we've got? Who impressed you, Paul? Who stood out for you? That's right, so he's, he's, he's eating humble pie, you know what I mean? Just 
eating a humble pie again. Hugh, I would take it as a compliment that the yes. foremost thought on Paul's mind after that is to come in with yeah. a dig at you. I like that though, because I would do the he's same. Had, he's had the whole 24 hours to come up with trying to have a go at Hugh yeah. rather than marvel his team, is tell he, him what he was yeah. impressed with, Brendan I mean, Rogers. But listen, come uh, on and know, baseball uh, bat, Hugh. Yeah, I mean, I've said that. That is what he's here for, to be fair. Masterclass from Brendan Rogers, but Paul's more interested in. By the way, by the way. Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He admits that Celtic were the better side In the first half of the game But believes they did make it a contest In the second 45 The Rangers boss says It's still very early days And he believes they'll be capable Of matching Celtic In their next match In the 90 minutes I felt Celtic were better In the, in the first 45 minutes Certainly in possession Although a lot of the possession Was in front of us And I thought our shape was Comfortable besides Probably one or two moments When they've hit the bar With a strike And I think they hit the bar again Disappointed in my team That when we won the ball back We didn't keep it well enough in, in the first half and we were just happy in our shape um, but I felt like we were hanging on a little bit in the opening 45 but after what we'd been through in midweek we asked as the game plan could we could we be at least level at half time so in terms of the scoreline we were satisfied at half time we asked the players to have more courage on the ball in possession make passes ask more questions of Celtic and I thought second 45 we, we made it a contest and I thought we were much better we had one or two decent openings one with Morelos with his shot that got saved and and one with James where we expect them to maybe work to keep it a bit more. So yeah, disappointed in the result, but second half a lot more pleased with my team. I think it's difficult to take positives from this game because we've just lost. But, you know, we're together 12-14 weeks. We've had a lot of hurdles, a lot of challenges, and the players have given me absolutely anything, so I can't be too critical of them. We played against the team today that have been together for two years, but even prior to that, you know, they've got a lot more experience than this new group of players that we're working with. They know how to win. We know they're a good team here. We know they were going to have periods of possession. But I've seen enough today to feel if we can get bodies back, get new signings up to speed, uh, I believe we can be a match for Celtic, certainly in the next fixture. Rangers have been blew away in previous derby games, completely annihilated and scorelines that are not acceptable. I'm not saying 1-0 is acceptable, but I've seen enough today that we're, we're, you know, we're working in the right direction. And I've seen enough today that you know, with some more improvements and, and training time on the field to drill them and improve and grow, I believe... Down the line We're moving in the right direction To close it Willie is a Rangers fan From Cumnock What did you come away From yesterday's game Feeling Willie? Well to be honest I was quite disappointed I've got a couple of points Obviously uh, It gets back to the Motherwell game last Sunday And I know Alec was there So it'd be interesting To see what Alec thinks But I, I just thought that uh, It's ironic Because Steve Kenny Miller was still there yesterday He just scored the goal for us I know it's ridiculous Because he was uh, He was uh, the Livingston manager And now he's at and now he's at uh, Dundee Neil McCann But I just I don't know I just I think he was trying to be Like a Walter Smith He was trying to make us Have to beat And to be fair It did work Now I've got a boy That comes from Manchester He actually paid into The Celtic end yesterday Because he didn't want To miss a game He paid 50 quid And he done nothing But mump and moan And greet at me in text And I'm saying to myself well, What'd you pay 50 quid for? What did you What did you come up for? What did you expect? Certainly we thought It was going to be closer But the stats will say to you It was one nothing doesn't matter how many times you hit the woodwork or just miss it or whatever. It was one nothing, and I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. I sat and watched Celtic hammering us five one at Ibrox, going maybe ten eleven. Yeah, but and the... I sat the ninety minutes and I was pig sick you, and that was because a Pedro was inept. Yeah, but He'd the never stats... had the job. But the so stats... I don't want to go away doing that road. But yeah. Stevie Gerrard is definitely, definitely going the right lines now. As he says, they've only been together twelve fourteen weeks. Personally, I would have played Flanagan at right back yesterday. Maybe he had a knock. I don't know what the story is. He's the manager. He makes the decision. What would you have done with James Tavernier, who played I'd there instead? I'd put him up further. 
you know, the way Candace would be, I would play him like a wing back further okay. up. Or almost like a winger. I don't know what Alec feels about that, but Flanagan's a natural right back. But just to just to it talk about card thing with Flanagan because right, he can be a wee bit hot headed. I don't know. We've covered off quite a lot of ground, yeah. really. So let's Hugh, let Hugh answer your sort of more general point, and then I'll get Alex's thoughts on team selection and that side of things. I mean, Stephen Gerrard's quite right to say he believes this, he believes that, he believes the next thing in the the, the, the game uh, later in the year uh, will be a different story. That's you know that's his prerogative, but. Willie saying the stats it was 1-0 yeah no one's disputing that That 1-0 means Celtic get 3 points and Rangers get none which means that Rangers are 7 points behind the league leaders hearts so a 1-0 is as good as a 5-0 it comes to the same thing 3 points Alex well listen I think if you're uh, in Stephen Gerrard's position you haven't seen the, 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 the results last year you're never happy with a defeat particularly against your oldest rivals but mm. One more, one nil. If you're saying one nil or five nil, then I know what I'm taking. If you're sure. Stephen Gerrard's shoes, but listen, going back to the over, I think we it's important to go back to the overall picture. I don't think Rangers got it right, particularly in the first half when it allowed Celtic the opportunity to dictate the play, get momentum and confidence grew and grew, and and Rangers never recovered from that really. Um, in terms of the second half, what Stephen Gerrard says they coped. He kind of contradicts himself. He says we caught with everything they threw at us. We looked to be holding on. That was his kind of take in the first half, which is fair enough. They defended manfully. I feel as if if it was the same situation as last year, I've had no doubts that they caved in because they didn't have the, the resolve, the, the, the team of last year. I, I wrote down one thing that Stephen Gerrard said there in the, in the clip we just heard. They said the game plan was to be at least level at half time. Yeah. For me, that's a, a tentative mindset. Let, why not just go out and say, Let's be in front of Celtic by half time. You know, the, and they, they encouraged Celtic to come on to them from the word go. Celtic didn't score in the first half, so perhaps he was pleased by that. But you could tell by the first half performance that Celtic were miles in front. What about Willie's questions regarding team selection yeah. and, and so on, Alex? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one. That may well be the case. I know he likes John Flanagan and what he brings to the table. Um, to put Tavernier forward It may well have been Okay Because what he would have been able to do Physically is match Tierney Because I thought Tierney and McGregor Had a field day on the left hand side So They kind of got overrun A little bit Rangers So that may well In hindsight Been, a, been an idea uh, To do that uh, Young Kent matched the first couple of runs And then after that I thought Tierney just continued To bomb forward And he struggled to To cope with it And uh, I thought If Celtic had better quality In the final third Maybe picked out a player Then they may well have opened the door uh, a lot earlier than they did But um, I looked at the bench yesterday Gordon We mentioned it yesterday uh, Rangers were very very limited In what they had to bring on to, to the party uh, Particularly in an offensive uh, Option Hugh When they had uh, Candias and uh, Middleton Other than that They did no options going forward And oh. uh, it just shows you how thin they were And he, he spoke about it there That coming into this next tie He's hoping to have several players back That may be Koulibaly Doran's I'm just trying to think the, the new boy Gresda So there'll be options for him If he can get these guys fit Willie you want to come back in? Aye it's really just because of Last Sunday And I've been phone, I phoned up every day last week Because I was absolutely Beloved No because we lost the game That was Gerard's ineptitude If you like Bringing Lee it's Ironic Lee Wallace has been playing For a year and a half He's the worst defender We've got As far as I'm concerned For letting folk into the box He brings him on And we lose another goal But that's neither here nor there that Curtis Main had about seven or eight tackles, Alec. Don't you remember them, though, before he got booked with, with Mr. Thompson? Yeah. And then I think he had another two or three. Now, MDL should have been off the park. 
Morelos was pulled down in the second half, never even spoke to the guy, it should have been a straight red card, and then it was either Middleton or Taverna, uh, Tavernier get pulled down. Now he'd stopped the play and brought the play back. Now the way, the rules of the, the, the game is, if you stop the play it must be a booking. Now Mr Thompson and Colum, although to be fair I thought Willie Colum actually tried to make the game flow yesterday, and it breaks my heart to say it, but uh, as I say, Thompson has been reduced umpteen times and it always seems to be against Celtic or whatever, the Celtic supporters, this uh, compliance officer. I want something done about it. Because as far as I'm concerned, that, that was an accident waiting to happen last Sunday. Right, now I must admit, I, I was expecting complaints about the referee because that's yeah. just that's yeah, yeah, part yeah. of last, the territory. But I, I wasn't expecting them from last week. I, I was thinking more along the lines of yesterday. But, yeah. Willie, but there we go. Willie is a committed Ranger supporter, giving you a committed Ranger supporter's point of view. He's just about wrong in every regard. Uh, and you know we, we will never ever get over this Alec it's, it's a conspiracy Scottish football never stops And I think it's okay to be honest Hold your hands yeah. up and say I cannot remember Curtis Main's fouls at Fir Park well, I, I may be wrong Gordon, see if you, if you take away the fouls or I wasn't counting them out It didn't spring to mind That he'd actually committed so many fouls That it was embarrassing that, And they never done it But going back to that game briefly uh Rangers didn't show up in the second half and ultimately lost a point. And presumably, Willie yeah. got the pie stall when uh, Alan McGregor met Christopher Ayer. Okay, we're on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB. Uh, we Doughball says, Great result for Celtic and Brendan completely removed all of the negativity surrounding the club over the entire summer in just 90 minutes. It's 0141 951 1025 to get involved. We're going to hear more from Stephen Gerrard and Brendan Rogers after the travel with Cassie. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. If you want involved, you can do so in one of two ways. Give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. Plenty more to come on tonight's programme. Remember, we've got a new Scotland captain. We'll get to that a bit later on because, as you would expect, Hugh Keevans, um the phone line's quite busy at the moment With people really? wanting to discuss a certain game yesterday Whatever can be on their mind, Alec oh, I know it's on their mind <laughs> Alex, Ray came, that. Alex Ray came into the office about quarter to six Still visibly tired and breathless from watching the game yesterday I told well, you he so kicks every ball It was a long ball. weekend in here, a couple of days uh, of madness And uh, some, some uh, experience to do it all yesterday Time flies when you're having fun Is that not what they say? Let's hear from Stephen Gerrard He says that Tom Rogic committed a blatant foul In the build-up to Celtic's goal yesterday And he says the referee ignored the advice Of the fourth official Now the Rangers boss says John Beaton shouted to Willie Collum That Ryan Jack was fouled But he also does admit that Alan McGregor Should have been sent off For me it's a foul For me it's a foul And it's also a foul for the fourth official He's shouting down his mic Foul, foul, foul The referee in the middle has ignored that advice But for me it's it's a blatant foul He's sweeped his legs Jacko done well to get himself in between The man and the ball And for me it's a clear foul You spoke to the referee Yeah, yeah What was he He disagreed He doesn't think it's a foul I think when he sees it He hadn't seen the the incident But I think when he sees it I think he'll change his mind Because for me it's a blatant foul I've seen it again, yeah Five times For me it's a foul Stephen, your experience with the referee tend to act on that fourth official's advice? Well, why are they there? Say, for example, uh, we're talking about a red card incident for them or for us, and the fourth official saying, it's a red, it's a red. I think he'd come over, speak to him, and take the advice. Now, if he did, and we were in the wrong and one of my men gets sent off, I'd say, I'd look at it and I'd say it's a red card. But he hasn't come over to, to chat about it, but he shouted, I mean... Look back at the cameras, I'm sure you'll see it on match of the day. He's shouting foul, foul, foul. 
A few minutes later, maybe five, six minutes later, another foul that happened on us. The fourth official shouting, foul, 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 and we don't get that one either. In, in that respect, would you have had no complaints if Alan McGregor was sent off? No. In the first half? No. What did you make of that? I think he's lashed out. Will you speak to him about that? Because it's something you've been keeping. Of course I will, yeah, of course I will, yeah, I'll speak to him about it, yeah, of course I will. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm honest. What I see, I'll tell you what I see. I'm not going to. If something's blatant, it's blatant, but for me, you know, we've missed one there. I believe he is honest Absolutely 100% honest But he's wrong in this instance Because why would the referee Standing 5 yards away from the incident Take the word of a man who's 50 yards Away from the incident And how do we know that foul, foul, foul Is the fourth official saying That Ryan Jack has been fouled by Tom Rogic Maybe he's saying it's the other way around Tom Rogic was fouled by Ryan Jack Because if you study it forensically then there's a possibility that has happened. So you've you, also got an unbroken sequence of play where the ball goes from Jack and Rogic and is carried forward almost the, the, the length of the park, leading to the Celtic goal. How does the, the referee stop that unbroken sequence of play and say, hold on a minute, chaps, let's see if that was a foul? That then... It's too late for Celtic They can't score a goal Because the play's been stopped And it might have been stopped unfairly And as I say I think Stephen Gerrard Is absolutely honest But To hang your hat On that decision Costing Rangers the game I think is Overplaying your hand Because That one incident alone Didn't cost Rangers the game Celtic were too good for Rangers That's why the game was lost Alex This um, This Alternative view Which you just gave I don't know if you, you Watched Sky Sports News Earlier on Former English Premier League referee footage, yeah. Dermot Gallagher Actually said he felt It was a foul By Jack Yes On Rogic I mean this I must admit That's not something We heard on yesterday's programme um, Lots of people Obviously would disagree I'm not saying yeah. Dermot Gallagher's right at all I'm, I'm just offering The, the alternative opinion uh, Stephen Gerrard However clearly feels Very strongly about it Yeah uh, I, I watched the footage Gordon In, in here yesterday and uh, if he's talking about sweeping the bottom of his boot There was no real contact for me to warrant a foul Having watched the highlights again last night When, when they zoom in There seems to be a bit of contact Round about the top of Just behind his knee, hamstring area uh, So, but you would I've seen this about five or six times You really need to have eagle eyes It was zoomed in as well, Hugh To actually see that So for me, it's not a foul uh, and the bigger issue would have been and, and whatever you think Hugh He did think it was a, a, a foul Stephen Gerrard having seen it back yeah. a few times yeah. So that is his opinion But for me uh, to, th- to listen to Dermot Gallagher today To suggest that it was a foul on Tom Rogic Now everybody in this studio No one actually highlighted it Haven't seen the, the other highlights on another station Last night No one highlighted it And this is the thing It's so up for debate Whether yeah. it was a foul yeah. or not I give you this guarantee At some point in the future It might be weeks It might be months It might be next season At some point in the future An incident will occur And the fourth official will say Something about it And it will be put to Stephen Gerrard After the game And he'll say Well why would you take the word of the fourth official He was 60 yards away The referee's the one Closest to the incident I guarantee you This will happen one day Shoot, I actually find the whole thing Rather bizarre Where a fourth official who can be 40, 50 yards away Is actually saying whether it's a foul When you'll have a linesman who's probably closer yeah. And also the match official Who's ultimately the referee mm. who makes that decision So if he's commented it several times throughout the game I don't quite see it Whereas 
you know, because they're all mic'd up. Um, I mean, I suppose it is good to have the help, and that's what John Beaton was trying to provide. But ultimately, it's up to Willie Collum whether he, he wants to take that help yeah, or not. But, he doesn't. But, he doesn't have to. But see, the thing is, I think it confuses things, and it's actually brought up a debate here. Now, there's. Some, I think I'm that depends on the referee's style. And I, I, I get that, and I know what you're going to say because you said yes. There's certain ones actually like input from their fourth officials, and some don't. Yeah. Yeah, but just just out of because I'm just trying to kind of play devil's advocate. Clearly, yesterday that was a case. But so see if you look to your two within seconds you go to either either assistant. Did any see that? And they go no. You go to Hugh, who's your fourth official. You go Hugh, did you manage to see that there? What was your take? And yeah. that all takes a space of six eight eight seconds, mm. and then you can revisit it. I've just got images of Hugh Keevans with his uh, Adidas kit on on the sideline <laughs> as the fourth official <laughs> in between the two dugouts. Can you imagine? And a hand gave over my head. Yeah. Honestly, Callum's in Salcoats. What's your take, Callum? Hi guys, how we doing? Good, Good thank you. you. I'm just looking to make a. Quick few points about the, the game yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, first and foremost, I was quite surprised um, at the way Rangers set up. Um, I thought they were quite negative and sat off Celtic and allowed them to play. Um, we've been hearing for a good number of weeks now how hungry and aggressive this new Rangers team are, and um, there's more fight and more big in midfield. Um, but I was just really surprised at how much they actually just sat off Celtic and let them build from the back. Um, they gave Dedrick Bayata loads of time in the ball. Um, unless like Dedrick Bayata in the show quite a lot, but yesterday I thought he had a, a very good performance. Um, I think he's a player that if you put uh, pressure pressure on, um, I think he you know he might struggle um, and come under the pressure. If you look at the three two game at Ibrox last season, um, it took Rangers what five minutes or something uh, to get their goal. Josh Windas was right in on top of Dedrick Boyata, stole the ball off him and scored the opening goal. Um, so I was really, really surprised that uh, Rangers, you know, sat off Celtic so much um, and gave them the the freedom uh, to play it down the, the wings and obviously uh, get a bit of a join at the box. Um, secondly, as I say, obviously Dedrick Boyata. Um, personally, I don't think he should be in the Celtic team. Um, I know he played great yesterday. Um, but if he had played when he should have played, uh, then Celtic may find ourselves in the Champions League um, and not in the Europa League. Um, yeah, as I, I say, I, think it was, I don't think you can. Uh, I don't think you can revise history. You know, he's had a magnificent game yesterday, and let me say first of all, I applaud him for having the mental strength to deliver such a performance yesterday when the previous Sunday inside the same ground there's a banner saying Boyata not fit to wear the jersey. I give him praise and I give praise to Brendan Rodgers for getting Boyata's head right uh, for the game against Rangers however you're quite right you cannot revise history he was very wrong not to play against AEK Athens in the game which had Champions League survival for Celtic at stake very wrong and his agent was very wrong to appear at Lennox Town demanding meetings with Brendan Rodgers and encouraging Boyata into this programme of civil disobedience if you like but Brendan Rodgers is the manager and if he is willing to stand by Boyata regardless of what he did then that for me is part of that man management skill set which enabled Brendan Rodgers to get a major win for Celtic yesterday Callum, did you have a, a second point to make? Sorry, Alex, time's okay. against us slightly. Did you have a second point, Callum? Yeah, just my, my last point. Um, it's just the, obviously the, um, the thing about McGregor on uh, Ayers incident. Um, I think, for me, it's it's one of these 
discussions, it's a, it's a kick. And there's no reason for Alan McGregor to kick out there. Absolutely no reason at all. But if you go by the rule book, is that sending off? Because I think on the last, uh, last night's show, um, the discussion was, is there excessive force? I don't think there is. But I find it kind of ludicrous that you can kick out at somebody and say, oh, it's fine, because mm. it won't be a red card. Because there's no excessive force there Yeah, listen, we were going to get on to that I'm sure, and, and Callum's just brought it up I said this yesterday, we've, yes. learned a, we've learned a lot About these incidents in the last couple of weeks Alfredo Morelos yeah. clearly kicks out at Scott McKenna Clearly, but the red card is rescinded Because it, it can't be considered violent conduct Unless there is excessive force Similarly, Stephen Naismith um, Sort of kicked Scott Brown up the bum, didn't he, when he was lying on the ground at Tynecastle? Um, no, so, ac- so to speak. Uh, yeah, technical term. No action taken retrospectively, because again, and these aren't my rules. This is just the, the way of the world. It has to be excessive force for it to be a red card. But but Callum is quite right in the sense, Hugh. What this has now led to is this sort of perception that that you can kick out at people as long as you don't do it too hard, which which does seem a bit strange. Well, leaving aside the other ones, which we've gone over many many times, for me. There was malicious intent in what Alan McGregor did. So was there excessive force though? That that has to be the question. If, if Christopher Iyer looked like someone who had taken a sore one, if someone kicked you in the rib cage uh, wearing a pair of football boots, well, I mean it was the hip, wasn't it? Just to be whatever, just to be biologically correct. Whatever he, you know, for me there was malicious intent involved. Uh, and television mm. evidence has now shown us that Willie Collum yeah. was indeed. Looking back and saw it take place The SFA have their new compliance officer Claire White uh, In situ now uh, And if the Rangers manager Says of his player Yeah, yeah, he lashed out uh, Over to you Claire Alex, I have no idea how we go about Proving this one way or the other Because some people would say Well, any kick out should be excessive force Because you shouldn't kick out in the first place And, And I sort of get that as well So we're in a, a bit of a confusing yeah. situation Where we've had real precedent set in the last couple of weeks yep. It actually comes down to interpretation You know, Hugh's got it as a violent kick out to the, to the ribs I thought it was kind of a flick Without really causing too much damage But it always sticks in your mind, Hugh When someone actually does that Because for all intents and purposes You're thinking, what are you doing? Why are you kicking someone when it's totally unnecessary? You look at Morelos, you go what, Why are you doing it? I said at the time of the Aberdeen game I says you give the official an opportunity to send you off. Rangers need to take, these boys need to take responsibility for this. And you're not talking about, you can understand when Morelos was just a kid, petulant. But Griggsy is actually, what, 36 now? International footballer, travelled all over the place, won trophies. And, 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 and that, that. that is the problem, Hugh, because I think where we would all agree, I mean, it has to be at least a yellow. We're arguing about whether it should have been a red or... It has to be something. And but of course, the, you don't you don't get a retrospective yellow card, yeah. so that's what leads to this perception that you so-called get away with it if you, if you kick someone. Well, had it been a yellow, he was then shown another yellow card later in the game, so... But all, all I can say is, Rangers manager used two words in relation to the incident. Lashed out. Uh, Billy's in Barhead Forgive me Billy Time is quite against us But we'll squeeze in your point if you can Hi there Hello Hi the panel How are you doing? Good Billy I actually stole my thunder there About um, the Dermot Gallagher And Danny Mills Calling it a foul on uh, Rogic mm-hmm. um, But what concerns me is Stevie G uh, I really admire him He's a, a great player And all the rest of it But he's now come out again And said 
if it hadn't been for that, we might have got a point. Is he, what planet is he on? He get, he get totally humiliated by Celtic, and he's saying if it hadn't been for that so-called foul, they might have got a point. I just, I think he's great down in my estimation. That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, I never think that people should go down in your estimation because he stuck up for his club and, you know, and said what he no, believed to be the truth. he's actually uh, said because of the referee's decision, because the fourth official was shouting foul, 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 that fourth official was about, what, 50 yards away from play? Yeah, and well... William McCollum is William, uh, Collins only... Uh, 10 yards Yeah and I've made the point Over and over again Why would you take the word Of a man who's 50 yards away yeah, Over a, the opinion point, of a man yeah. Who's 5 yards away But yeah. as I say you, People always couch it In terms like He's gone down in my estimation He's a football manager Standing up for his club Standing up for what he believes In his own mind Was the right thing to say So why would that put you Put him down in your estimation He's just standing up for his club Thanks to Billy and Barhead And a thanks to Michael Newlands on Twitter Who sent me quite a disturbing image Of Hugh Keevans photoshopped Onto an assistant referee I'll show you while Cassie's doing the travel Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Here with me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call If you've got something you'd like to share If you'd rather tweet You can do so At Clyde SSB Ian's a Rangers fan In the city centre Hi Ian Hi how are you doing Tom? Good thanks Ian What's on your mind tonight? Um, I would like to know What Hugh thinks about uh, one minute he's coming around and saying that Rangers and Celtic there's nothing between them uh, what's he a fact and after one game he seems to think I don't know if he thinks it's a bit of a shocky hog street now but um, should he, does he think that Rangers fans should get up and win in the league or come in second or whatever because of this one game in my opinion Rangers were the masters of their own downfall yesterday they sat off Celtic let them come at them if you do that with any team it doesn't matter who they are. You're going to get chances. And that's what, that's what Rangers invited Celtic to do. And that the Celtic fans are coming on as well. And the battle just won. And if you hit the bar, you hit the post, it's no on target. And 60% of the shots were for outside the area. I accept Rangers were not at the races. But I think it was, it was tactical naivety. And unfortunately, it came in the old firm game. See, we... Gerard has done fantastic, but in my opinion, he got it wrong. I mean, Dedrick Boyata is bang average at best, and Scott Brown can look a world beater when nobody's near him. But, I mean, put them under pressure and they make mistakes, and Rangers never done that, and that's what happened. It's not the fact that Celtic are miles and miles and miles ahead. Guys, they probably are still get better players, but the gaps certainly closed a lot, and I would debate when. I would bet that Rangers won't beat them the next time at Ibrox. Hopefully he learns. Yeah, in answer, answer to your question, we're discussing one game. I'm not discussing the season in its entirety. We've all declared ourselves who we think will win the league. And uh, everyone, Alec Ray beside me, uh, everyone, with the exception of Derek Johnson, has gone for Celtic to win the league. Yeah, I, I was just talking about one game. One game in which I said that I... Underestimated Celtic I thought that the, Some of the problems Affecting them uh, Might have Come to bear And that they might Have had a A harder time Against Rangers Now I overestimated Rangers Because They didn't put Celtic Under pressure And they did have A game plan At the start Which for me 
was the wrong one. You describe it as tactical naivety. I describe it as being tentative. And Stephen Gerrard thinking, I don't want Celtic to, to give us a going over in the first 45 minutes. Yeah, listen, I, I, I think that was fairly evident when you listen to Stephen Gerrard. He was just trying to make sure that uh, he kind of kept things tight in the first half. Uh, and that, that it's interesting because you could look at it and say that it actually worked for you when you look at it, it was 0-0 uh-huh. uh, tactically. I felt as if the, the second half, would, uh, Rangers had actually started okay, started to try and get on the ball because the first half was not acceptable. Uh, he said that they couldn't retain the ball. Every time they were trying to kind of get the ball at Morelos, it's 20 yards over his head. So they just they couldn't get a foothold in the game. The second half, they tried to at least try to get on the ball. But by that time, the actual tempo and the, the pattern of the game had uh, developed. And I, th- I think that overall, he's probably will reflect on that and got it wrong. Because every time someone has pressed Celtic high up, you look at Hearts a few weeks ago as well. You look at last season when teams got joy against them. It's when they played really high up against them. Or they isolated one centre-half and allowed the, the weaker one to actually come out for the back and then make a press. Um, but I just think overall yesterday it was a bit too much. What what about some of the individuals then? Because we know Rangers, was it six debutants in the fixture? Yeah, we we yeah. discussed you know prior to kick-off yesterday. I mean, even guys like Scott Arfield have played at you know, a very high level in the English Premier League in the Championship. What do you think they'll have learned about the, you know, the, 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 the standards, essentially, in that fixture? Gordon, I, I said uh, before the game yesterday uh, The difficulty of going to Parkhead uh, is extremely, extremely hard to get a result there So a lot of times you're under pressure You don't have a lot of the ball I think I was looking back today Is it two wins in 15 years at Parkhead Rangers have had in the league So, you know, historically it's a hard place to go I think some of the players would have been probably a little bit frustrated About not just saying, right, let's have a go and try and get in their faces Because... You get confidence from that If you're constantly chasing the ball It becomes really difficult You're not actually taking part And every time you get the ball They didn't. Ha- they weren't brave enough Or the quality wasn't good enough And they just kept shelling it up the pitch And it didn't allow them to get any any breathing space at all So I think the players would have been frustrated with it uh, And I feel as if the next time they go into the game I'll be really kind of surprised If he doesn't play a pressing game we're going to speak to Thomas and Annie's land in just a second Let's hear more from Brendan Rogers, though He took time to also reflect on the Moussa Dembele situation. He says Dembele's behaviour overstepped the line as he tried to push for a move away from Celtic. He says that some of the comments made by the striker weren't true and weren't very nice, but he still wishes the Frenchman all the best at Lyon. The sort of whole episode really was disappointing, really. It's obviously been very much one way. I had a really close relationship with Moussa. Enticed him to come to here with a plan going forward. And uh, he was desperate for the move, of course. We wanted to try and keep him because we didn't have another option. But then there was a line that was overstepped from a behaviour perspective. And I've been in the situations enough times to know whether you can pull it back or not. And I needed to speak to Moose. And I had a few other senior members of my staff with me. And I just asked him, can you tell the guys and me in the room here that you received promises from me or any member of Celtic? And he was very clearly and categorically said no. So once he said that, that was fine then. I said, you know, you can now go if you can get the move. Because as I said, there's um, a lot of integrity here within our staff and with our team and how we work. I understand the model here at, at Celtic very much about these talents coming in. You develop them and then you, you, you move them on. But... There was a lot of stuff that was said which was not so nice and ironically not true. But listen, Moussa's got his move, he's back, he's happy. Deep down I know he's a good boy, uh, he's done great for us here 
and I wish him all the very best at Leon. You're, you're left a striker down though, Brendan. How yeah. much of a problem is that for you? Well, I have to deal with it. I think the, the bigger picture is always... I always think of that. I think of Celtic. I think of the squad. I think of the spirit within the team. I've got young Ryan Christie. You know, there's opportunities for him now. Uh, like you say, we're down a, a striker, but I'll always protect the, the, the mentality of the group. We've got other young players that can come in and come through. And, and like I say, I'm looking forward to that coaching element now between now and the end of December, as opposed to talking about transfers. It should have been a simple summer for us in terms of getting in three, maximum four players that we wanted. It didn't happen. Okay, we've got some other players in, good players that'll come in and, and help us. We'll have a review, like we uh, like we always do. So there's nothing new. We'll sit and we'll look at it, and then we'll push on with the rest of the season. I think Brendan Rodgers is definitely not going to have his character assassinated by Musa Dembele or anyone else. And I think that Dembele's exit from Celtic has been undignified. He should remember that, as Brendan Rodgers said, uh, the combination of Brendan Rodgers and John Park, who put in a lot of work in getting Dembele to Celtic, resulted in him being given a platform, a platform which has now taken him to Lyon, to the Champions League and to terrific earnings. We'll discuss Andrew Robertson later in the programme. I'll bet that Andrew Robertson thanks Queen's Park for everything they did for him, Dundee United for everything they did for him, Hull City for all that they did to get him to Liverpool and to the captaincy of Scotland. Dembele should have had more respect for Celtic. Thomas is in Annie's land. Give us your thoughts, Thomas. Hi guys, I've got a quick point. Mm-hmm. Uh, see the, all the negativity, all the negativity, all the negativity last month. Tonight, I'm a happy Celtic man because Celtic beat Rangers. They beat them on the scoreboard. They beat them on the park, and then they also silenced the, no- the noisy neighbours. Well, uh, you're entitled to all of that. Uh, it was a great result for Celtic uh, from their point of view because. So much emphasis had been placed on a bad transfer window and it was a bad transfer window. They didn't get a player they should have got. Dembele left without proper contingency plans having been in place. They also had the business of Dembele and uh, Brendan Rodgers having to send them off at Lennox Town. They had Boyata and the banners. They had the banners that said back the manager or back to mediocrity. There was a whole lot of negativity surrounding Celtic. But in one afternoon... Brendan Rodgers got every player Because Celtic had no failures yesterday He got every player Into the right frame of mind To give of their best And to deliver a performance That was too much for Rangers to handle Alex you can always find positives In in every situation What would be the positives from a Rangers perspective Whether it's something they did in terms of the way they went about their business Whether it's yeah. an individual I, I don't know what, what would be the main positives I would, I would say that they managed to Cope relatively well with the corners You know Because it was Crosses bomb- into yeah, the box. Bombarded You know You look at Re- Rangers in recent years Gordon They've been powder puff The centre halves have lacked Any presence whatsoever uh, I thought they coped relatively well With the possession that Celtic Did have in the first half If you look at the I think it was the two times That they hit the, uh, the bar In the, in the, the post That came from corners um, so that's something that you know, And then I suppose that The kick out aside again Alan McGregor showing What a good shot stopper he is Well listen The, the thing is he's he, We said this At the, the tail end Of last season Gordon There was a caller Come onto the programme And McGregor was kind of Mentioned that he was Going to be coming back Why are we going to Sign Alan McGregor I said because He's a quality player He's played at the highest level He's won trophies And one of the things That would bring back A level of uh, Expectations to the dressing room And it's been badly missing 
Pundit. With goals in the Scottish sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is almost time for Beat the Pundit What a way to kick off the week By getting one over On either Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray They're both here And they are ready to take you on If you fancy it tonight 0141 951 1025 You have to be quick Because you only have until the news at 7 o'clock If you want to play tonight's Beat the Pundit Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors A team that gets results every week Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard I'm sure we're going to take more calls about yesterday's game That is an absolute guarantee um, But we're also going to look at the new Scotland captain Andy Robertson as well So if you've got any thoughts on that Please get them in And we'll have a look at that situation after this Beat the Pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday Ah yes, it's all very well Getting worked up about the new Scotland captain Or indeed the game yesterday But the the real business comes just after 7 o'clock Beat the Pundit Kevin from Knightswood Is up against Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Kevin, how are you? I'm good, Gordon, how are you? Yep, not bad Kevin And listen, before we even start, you're actually on to a winner I probably should have mentioned this earlier Kevin But just by getting through to play Beat the Pundit tonight You have already got yourself two pairs of tickets for both Scotland games First of all against oh, Belgium on Friday oh, magic. And then, magic, Gordon. And then for the Albania game on Monday So there we go, even if you crash and burn, you get a big fat zero Don't worry, the tickets are yours So who would you rather play Kevin, that's the question uh, I'd probably rather take Alex on Right, okay. Maybe a wee Celtic nice. Rangers thing. Kevin's a Celtic fan. Let's toss the coin anyway and see who we're up against. Heads, it's Hugh. Tails, it's Alex. <laughs> Alex is. He just shows you how much he trusts me. He's on his tiptoes. We know he's not the tallest. I can't really talk, but he's uh, peering over the computer screen to see. It's heads. Don't worry. It's Hugh Kevin's. You're off the hook. Lovely. All right. So uh, we'll give Hugh some Clyde too, so that he can't listen to you, Kevin. And we'll get the clock up and running. Kevin, you've got 30 seconds head to head. Remember, you can pass. Here's your chance to beat the pundit. Are you ready? Yes Right let's do it Who's been announced As the new Scotland captain Andrew Robertson Leicester star James Madison Was on loan At which Scottish club Previously Aberdeen Rangers have today Signed which Northern Ireland defender Grant McCauley Who missed a penalty For Man United yesterday Lukaku Which former Brazil international Has bought a stake In Spanish side Real Valladolid Uh, Who does Blair Alston Play for uh, Patrick Fissel Which American sports season Kicks off this week NFL Okay Mr uh, Kevins, Can you hear me I can. you can I don't know what Kevin's groaning there But I thought you did alright Kevin Let's uh, let's see how well, Don't don't get ahead of yourself Let's see how Hugh Kevins does Because you never know He's uh, he's capable of the sublime And ridiculous as Hugh Kevins. So in let's the, see In the same sentence Exactly You ready Go Who's been announced as the new Scotland captain? Andy Robertson Leicester's James Madison was on loan at which Scottish Aberdeen. club previously? Rangers have today signed which Northern Ireland defender? Gareth McCauley Who missed a penalty for Man United yesterday? Lukaku The Pogba <laughs> which, which former Brazil international has bought a stake in Ronaldo. Spanish side Real Valladolid? Uh, who does Blair Alston play for? St Johnston Which American sports season kicks off this week? Uh, baseball uh, from which club did Liverpool sign goalkeeper Allison? Quick. Oh, Roma. I think you just about got that in time. Kevin, how are you feeling you about that? Quick. Say that again. You was quick. He was quick, wasn't he? He moves yeah. quite he moves for a man of his vintage, he moves quite quick sometimes, quick I'll tell you with, that. Not quick enough with Pogba. 
Yeah, yeah. You should know that it's the first answer. Don't even bother shouting a, a replacement answer at me. Let's go through them. Who's been announced? No, no, that was Hugh. Don't you worry, right? First one. Who's been announced as the new Scotland captain? Andy Robertson. You both got that. Well done. James Madison was previously on loan at Aberdeen. You both got that. It's a strong start. I like that. I'm quite honest with you. I thought the question was relatively easy tonight. Yeah. Well, it's easy for you to say when the pressure's not on. I've heard some of your efforts <laughs> and beat the pundit. Uh, Aberdeen it was, so it's 2 all. Rangers have today signed which Northern Ireland defender? <sighs> Kevin, I'd love to give you Gavin McCauley or whatever it was you said, but it was uh, it's Gareth. I know you were close, but you weren't quite on, so Hugh Keevens got it 3 2 to Hugh. Um, it was Pogba that missed the penalty You knew that didn't you But you told me Lukaku So did Kevin So still 3-2 to Hugh um, Incidentally you both knew That Ronaldo has bought a stake In Real Valladolid So well done 4-3 to Hugh I must say though Kevin He stretched his lead His knowledge was good on this one Blair Alston plays for St Johnston You went for Partick Thistle So it's 5 to Hugh 3 to you. You pulled one back though It's quite dramatic NFL. isn't it The NFL, NFL starts this week I mean I could tell you You just sort of said baseball you, That was a, a complete guess wasn't it yep. um, But it was swinging back and forward towards the end You got on to the last question Liverpool signed Alisson from Roma Which means it was 6 for you Hugh And 4 Kevin in Knightswood Decent effort Kevin You happy with that? Ah he's well played to you You take it well, And anyway Kevin, Kevin the match. Like I say Two pairs of tickets for the Belgium and the Albania game Anyway have a good night That's absolutely Cheers guys right Enjoy your night Kevin Good man And we'll uh, I think I'm right in saying We've got more tickets Tomorrow and throughout the week So there we go An extra incentive I know the real thing you want Is to come and beat one of these guys Get the bragging rights But you get the tickets as well So you cannot complain um, Let's Let's squeeze in one more On yesterday's game Before we talk about Andrew Robertson I want to know your thoughts On the Scotland captain Is that the right call for you? If so Why? And if not Who would you have had? But let's speak to John About the game yesterday First John's in Paisley Hi John Hi gentlemen, how you doing? See, before I go any further, I'd just like to give a shout out to the boys for Castle Street Oil. Onwards and upwards this season. Right, that's what, first of all. But, yeah, I'd like to make my point. We're a work in progress. Twelve weeks ago, you know what I mean? We started and we're still going forward. People knock was uh, worst start since 1989. We've played three away games, one home game. We're still only defeated once. Aye, we don't like... We're a work in progress. 12 weeks ago, if you'd said to us 12 weeks ago, then in the playoffs, the champion, no, the UFA playoffs, nobody would believe you that a team could do that in 12 weeks. But we haven't done it and achieved that. OK, it didn't beat Celtic. Celtic gave us a bit of pummel yesterday. Go and pick my horn up to that, but we're still going forward. And anybody that thinks otherwise should look at what we had before where we were 12 weeks ago So what do you think? I, I totally agree with you Stephen In terms of progress John oh, Sorry John Close though Thanks no. Alex <laughs> No I, I totally agree with you In terms of um, You know The 12 weeks and things I think there has to be A reality check as well here Last season We were asking a show How many players Did we feel as if Rangers had to Ship out the door I think it's Nigh on 20 players Had to go 15 have come back In the door so And they've all come in at various times As well as trying to negotiate 13 games in six and a half weeks So this is from a Rangers perspective They are a work in progress And it takes time to get everything in place It also takes time to uh, implement your ideas as well Stephen Gerrard touched upon that yesterday He's really looking forward to trying to get some time with the players um, I think Brendan Rodgers said something interesting in their own as well it's a treacherous period that they've just come through Celtic mm. as well as Rangers I feel as if Celtic are better prepared 
to come through that because every single season, Champions League the last couple of years, they have strength and depth and Rangers don't really have that at the moment. Uh, I know they've got three or four, five injuries. Uh, some guys still to come back for the new signings. But in the main, over the course of them, if they can get them back, they'll be better placed going forward. Uh, I'll be interested to see how they negotiate these uh, Europa League games in between these next fixtures because, as John said, three of the first four games have been away from home. In between the, the games of Dundee, um, St Johnston, they've got Villarreal as well. But they'll have to, and it's interesting, I was talking to an ex-player uh, a couple of days ago and he says they have to negotiate these ties, particularly at home. They have to win these games because they cannot allow the gap to get any uh, bigger over the next couple of weeks John makes a fair point Hugh in the sense that you called it Barometer Sunday uh-huh. I keep repeating that because I quite liked it I thought it was quite good well done um, the barometer shows whatever you want it to from yesterday you can read into it various ways but Rangers have already got a tangible piece of success this year and that's qualification yeah. for the Europa League that, that, that doesn't change the, you know, because of what happened yesterday oh. so you can understand why John is still relatively encouraged despite losing a game for me the qualification for Europe is for those fans who were at Aloha on the night that Rangers were two up with 17 minutes to go and lost 3 2. Uh, the club has been down to the depths uh, through their own mismanagement of their own affairs, but they have gone down to the very bottom of Scottish football, the bottom tier of Scottish football, and they've come up years later and now they're in the Europa League under Stephen Gerrard, and of course. That is a significant development in Rangers history. The Old Firm Derby, whether it's yesterday's or any other one, is a separate life form. And when you win, the sweet smell of success is overpowering. And when you lose, trying to come to terms with it is equally distressing for supporters like the one who's on air at the moment. So no one is reading everything into what happened yesterday. No one is suggesting that Rangers are not a work in progress. No one is suggesting that Rangers won't do well domestically or in Europe. We're simply assessing one match and Rangers were overpowered yesterday. But it's a separate life form and everyone reads the sun, the moon and the stars into it. Thanks to John and Paisley. 0141-951-1025 is the number you need if you've got any thoughts on Andrew Robertson. He is the new Scotland captain. If you think that's the right call, tell us why. What's he going to bring to the role? Or would you have gone for someone else? Let us know. 0141-951-1025. Hugh Keevans, that news broke round about lunchtime today. Mm. What do you make of it? Uh, I think it's a great appointment. I think he is the outstanding talent that we possess. Since going to Liverpool... He has become truly an exceptional player. He has built himself up gradually, released by Celtic as a kid, went to Queen's Park, gave Queen's Park his all, won his move to Dundee United. From there, won a multi-million pound move to Hull, was so outstanding at Hull that Liverpool were enabled to bid £10 million for him. And since arriving at Anfield... He has just gone from strength to strength. It's heartening for us as Scots to see a Scot in that mm. Liverpool team. People of my generation took it for granted. There was Douglas Hansen. Before them, there was Ian St John. We could send players down there and they would easily walk into a Liverpool team or to Manchester United. Now, 
We've got Andy Robertson The one and the only Who's in there And really Looks as if He's head and shoulders Above the rest The footballing ability Is one thing Alex that Obviously doesn't Naturally equate to being A, a good captain I'm sure you've played With many different captains Who've got different styles yeah. Some like to lead By example on the park Others are Are very good communicators And, and better off the field What do you think Looking from afar yep. His character And what he would bring To the role Well I have to say I, I totally agree with you In terms of his development It's been really Encouraging to see I put something on social media He actually steamrolled through a, a defender the other day Squared it back for, for the, the the first goal for Liverpool And I thought This boy's got You know in terms of You're looking for someone to drive the team forward This boy does it in abundance um, Off the park Having spoken to one or two people He's got a bit of character He's a very light boy as well uh, Very humble You speak here about him sp- uh, going to five sides And helping kids out And just, just warming Hugh and, yeah. and it's encouraging and it, and it makes sense as well And you look at Tierney and they're just you're just wishing that one of them mm. was on the it right side. Or said, you know, something totally <laughs> different. But because they're so talented, I'm sure that Alec McLeish mm. will find a way. I'll probably go to a back three with, with two wing backs, uh, Robertson, the, the advanced one on the left. I mean, Hugh, I'm, I'm not saying you need this because, like I said a second ago, some captains are more effective just by sort of rolling their sleeves up, dragging other players through games. But it's nice to have a guy who strikes me as being really good at this sort of. Ambassadorial side of it He's a very good communicator I know yeah. he's young But he's very mature He's going to handle the, That side of it In terms of being An ambassador For the national team I've never met a person Who comes from Andrew Robertson's family But If ever I saw someone Who came from good stock It's Andrew Robertson And not to politicise Any situation But I read About the work That he does For food banks On the Merseyside And uh, That tells me That if you have A, a super talent Like Andy Robertson uh, who has a social conscience at the same time Some guy it, you, you, See when you look at his character Because you're looking for character for guys He went to Liverpool and kind of struggled to get in at the, 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 the beginning uh, Was it the boy Morello? Was it the, the fullback? Moreno, yeah Moreno, he he was playing in, in front of him And then he's he's ousted him And to go, you know, the, the rise to Champions League final You know, it's, it's phenomenal well, Let's hear from Scotland coach James McFadden He says Andy Robertson was the obvious choice To become the new captain He believes he has the perfect attitude To be successful If you've got any thoughts Do you agree or disagree? 0141 And McFadden also says There's no real dilemma Picking between the new skipper and Kieran Tierney Because he says simply They'll find a way to fit them both in It was the obvious choice Certainly, you know We've worked with him And the way he's been about the the camp and, and stuff in, in March for the first two friendlies was excellent. His desire to play for Scotland, unquestionable. The fact that he's had to work hard, he's, he's done it the hard way. You know, from where he's come from to get to here now is incredible. For young kids that are, that are playing football, any walk of life, you, you have a setback, it's not the end. Um, and certainly he's playing at a, a ridiculous level for club. And the, the games he's played for us, he's been outstanding. He was an outstanding candidate and, and I'm absolutely delighted for him. I think he deserves it. He's just a very humble guy. You would never know that he plays for Liverpool, top of the league, Champions League final. I've had a few discussions with him and, and we have, you know, as a coaching staff to ask how we can improve and he's certainly forward with his opinion, so that's what that's what you need. He's a leader. He's just a nice guy. You would never know that he, he, he plays, you know, the level he's playing at. Um, he's grateful for, for everything he gets and and that reflect, that's that's easy to see. Um, as I said, he's 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 deserving. He deserves it. He's the obvious choice for me. 
making it, Andy, Captain, could some people suggest that that's the Robertson Kieran Tierney situation sorted out in terms of who's going to be a left back? How, how do you see Tierney fitting in now? Does that change any of the dynamic no, at all? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but obviously, you can't mention Andy Robertson without Kieran Tierney. Two of them are excellent. I thought Tierney was excellent in the game yesterday. And we'll find a way to fit them in the team. We can't be saying it's going to be one or the other. We'll find a way to fit them in the team. Could that be moving Kieran back to right back again? Is that an option that you're no. exploring? No. No. They'll play in the same team and we'll figure a way to get them in because you cannot be picking and choosing out of the two of them. It's an impossible task. And we'll find a way that we can get our best players in the team. Uh, he says he won't go to right back, Alex. So there only are a couple of other <laughs> solutions to that problem. Does it look like to you it yeah. will be a back three with Kieran Tierney as a as part of that back three and Andy Robertson outside him yeah I would imagine because of the, the physical side of things that um, Kieran Tierney would be left centre back of the three and Andy Robertson would be the one that would be bombing forward uh, but you have to it, it, it's no rocket science this you have to fit your best players into some sort of shape they they, they did it early one of the first or second game that Big Alec was in they played with a back three so well, even in Gordon Strachan's time Kieran Tierney played in a back three against England Yeah, um, I think that was the and then again against the Netherlands Perhaps well, the game that Malky Mackay had Because of the, the characteristics That Kieran Tierney has He's aggressive, he's physical, he's got power So it makes sense to, to make sure You get him in the team And uh, it, was, it, was, it was glowing uh, Report for both of them there uh, Ryan Sweeney's on Twitter He says it makes sense making Robertson captain Decent age, a lot of experience Playing mm. in the Premier League and the Champions League Playing ability, he is exceptional One of the best in Europe in his position If you've got any thoughts Please share them with us I like this one from uh, Gar as well He says that Hugh reveals his true colours When talking about Liverpool And not mentioning Souness <laughs> I'm pretty sure it just slipped your mind But there well, we go Graham Souness Wonderful Wonderful guy Great player <laughs> Graham Souness There we go Hopefully that satisfies you Gar We've got the full time teaser Coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. 0141 951 1025 if you'd like to get in touch. We've been discussing yesterday's game, who played well, who didn't, the referee, Andy Robertson, any of the above, or anything else from the weekend. Because let's be honest, there was no shortage of talking points. There never is. <laughs> what else caught your eye? What about talk to me about this Partick Thistle goal well, or goal that never was? Shambolic. You know, we try and help out, really and truly, we do, and not condemn referees out of hand. But my goodness, between the referee and his assistant, that's the worst decision of arguably this or any other season. Then we could look at Mikey Devlin getting sent off in the Aberdeen Kilmarnock game, never a sending off. What's happening there? Uh, Livingston, very yeah. impressive. 2 one, one. Mm-hmm. And Greg Stewart's second goal for Kilmarnock Magnificent piece of play I think I've watched that Partick Thistle goal About 47 times Because I just I love it no, Sorry Partick Thistle fans I, I don't mean it in that sense But it's the, there's, a, there's a proper celebration You know One team is away Completely celebrating The other team Are really disappointed They've conceded a goal yeah. Every single player on the pitch Knows that it, that it went in Everybody knows it yeah. Apart from The officials I would just love to be inside the referee's head as he's watching players celebrating all around them, but he doesn't seem to think it a crossed the line. Player kicks the ball in sheer anger and frustration, kicks the ball out towards the dressing room area, and the linesman puts his flag up for a throw in. Two, two, 
He gives the throw in to Morton yeah. That's the other ridiculous part About all of this Once it's all said and done I don't know If you've got any thoughts on that We'll take them as well 01419511025 It is time to get the Full time teaser up and running though That's when you send a question to us And we give the guys Between now and the end of the programme To try and come up With the answers Easier said than done The good thing for you tonight Is you've, you're only looking for seven uh-huh. Okay So Dylan Patton Has sent this question in And he says Since making their debut From 1975 onwards Seven men Have at least Ten caps for Scotland They played here Their entire career But not for Celtic or Rangers Would you like that again? Yes Since making their debuts From 1975 onwards Seven men Have at least Ten caps for Scotland They played here Their entire career But never played for Celtic Or Rangers So for instance Don't Give me Paul McStay Because I know he's got more than 10 caps mm. He played here His entire career But he did play for Celtic So he's mm. Off the list Yeah <laughs> Good start <laughs> Hold on wait a I've got it I've got it somewhere Hold on That's the tumbleweeds <laughs> I've got it ready Because I know that I need it When you two are here Morris uh, Malpass There we go Straight in 55 Stephen caps 35 caps Well done so you're making short work of this You only need seven And you've got two Jim, Despite the blank looks Jim Leighton No Man He played down south didn't he Oh Stuart McKimmy Oh you're absolutely flying I can't believe this I'm going to have to take that tumbleweed back Morris Malpass Stuart McKimmy David Neri You've got three of the seven So you're going to absolutely scoosh it Let's hold on to that um, For a bit longer John is in Coatbridge Hi John Hi lads How you doing John? Wasn't there? I can't. Oh, possibly. I wasn't there, but I heard that in the full voice. Right. Okay. Um, and the other point, nobody's mentioned Kyle Laffer, is he? That man is beyond sleeker. He stood and Mikel Bustick's ankle. He got Charlie McGrew sent off years ago, but never touched him. He got Scott Brown sent off. What is it with this guy? If he put more effort into the game than he did yesterday, because I thought he would have been a right threat to Celtic, never appeared. At all, but to stand on a man's ankle, really bad. Uh, what, what incident is this? Is this in yeah, the, the, the early, the first tackle? The foul that he gave away early on? Yeah, I remember it well. Um, and I said at the time during yesterday's programme that we'd focused on Alfredo Morelos and was he a risk because of his dodgy temperament? And I said to you, I'm not sure that Morelos is any bigger a danger in that department than Kyle Lafferty. Because in games against Celtic Kyle Lafferty can overheat uh, He's a big Rangers man And he gets overexcited against Celtic It happens uh, We're getting some tweets in about some of the incidents over the weekend That just shows you how they, they capture everyone's uh, imagination uh, Anthony Neal says um, I can't believe this but I totally agree With the Aberdeen player being sent off Never in a month of Sundays was that a red And as for the Livingston pitch What's that all about? It is grace So um, a few things catching Anthony's eye from over the weekend. The Livingston pitch a is shambles. for me, yeah. Oh, it's a, yeah, but we say this every week, don't we? So we're going to have to, yeah, gonna have to just park that. But for you have a to bit. deal with it. It's there for the rest of the but season. But shouldn't these pitches, or are these pitches, examined by the SPFL before the team is allowed to participate in our major league? But true, the, the actual level of uh, in terms of quality has actually risen in, in over the years. I, I, I was involved with one with Falkirk when I was a boy. And it was like concrete. It was sand-based. At least there's a little bit of giving these these surfaces. 
Even though we don't agree with them I know we had the tweet in there Sorry about um, Michael Devlin's red card They are going to appeal that I have learned never really to predict The outcome of the appeals But you two can yeah, If you fancy it Well you know We had um, Stevie Clark The other week Saying that Gary Dickers Would definitely be Upheld on appeal And <laughs> that went out the window uh, But for me The Mikey Devlin challenge You are really giving us The min- the definition of minimal contact there I, I just thought It was an unbelievable decision To send them off And say It's on the basis of He was denying a goal scoring opportunity The incident took place Near the halfway line Than anything else so I thought it was really, really harsh on Mikey Devlin <laughs> We've had a tweet in from Kevin Who I assume is the same Kevin uh, That played tonight's Beat the Pundit He says, cheers for that lads Well played mate And just a picture of him with his tongue out And he says, what are you doing Friday night? He's tagged his mate So he's he's obviously off to Hamden He's making good use <laughs> yeah, of the good, tickets good. I like that, good no, stuff Going back to that Mikey Devlin one it, And I agree that there was minimal contact If anything, there may well have been a foul On Mikey Devlin uh-huh. by, I First. think it was Brophy Yeah, so I get that Once he's made the decision uh, I didn't think the recovering defender just behind uh, Mikey Devlin would have got back. And I don't think Shea Logan would have got a crossing time before he gets a shot off. Uh-huh. I, 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 I know there's so, about so 45 yeah, yards. You're sort of saying that if it is a foul, and we can debate that all day, yeah. but if it is a foul, it, you do think it was a red, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, that's what I'm trying to say, Gordon. I don't think anybody was getting back to cover that because the boy Logan was about 30 yards away. So he had to just go in a straight line and then get shot off. Whether he scores for that is debatable, but I don't think anyone was recovering. I, I, I totally agree with you that there was minimal contact and may well have went in Devlin's favour, so a bit harsh. Andy is a Rangers fan, Andy. Hi, um, I've got a different take on yesterday's game and Rangers overall. Okay. Uh, I don't think Rangers were given or have been given enough credit about yesterday's game. It's all been negative, right? We've just come back up... Um, from the lower leagues We've got Stephen Gerrard who's, who's an untried manager But he's a football man He knows football Inside and out And as far as, as Yesterday's take on the game was I, I, I totally agree with him We defended well And defending is part of football Okay they hit the part They hit the post But the last time I looked Hitting bars and hitting posts Didn't win games It's when the ball, the ball goes in the net And when the ball went in the net Yesterday It came from A result of a free kick That should have been given to Rangers Now people get different takes on that We've, we've analysed it, we've seen so more pictures with it. it could, it's, it's a free kick. I mean, it's a free kick in every day's. And, and unless you've got green tinted specs, then it's a free kick. So to me, the second half, I think they gave him too much credit, uh, too much uh, respect in the first half. Conor Goldson came out with a statement saying, I thought I was turning up playing a Barcelona type team. He says, and there's, there's no much of a gap between Rangers and Celtic. And that's, that's the next point I'm going to go on I don't think there is a gap now I think the gap is now closed I'm not winding up anybody here I think the gap's closed um, I think Rangers defended well in the first half They came out in the second half They were caught in a counter-attack With a, a blatant free kick I know people say you've got to play to the whistle But it was a blatant free kick um, And I think Rangers should be given more credit For that yesterday 11 players that started against Rangers yesterday 10 or 12 weeks ago Played Rangers off the park They bullied them and scored five goals against them, going on ten goals, and we only lost one goal yesterday, and a dodgy goal at that. I just want to see what the panel think of that. Okay, well, I, uh, Andy says that the gap is closed as, as far as no. he's concerned. Your thoughts? That the, the, the gap is not closed. Andy's mind is closed. He is closing his mind off to what actually took place yesterday. I'm only discussing this game in isolation. As I say, this Celtic Rangers game, which is a separate life form, and I think it, it drives people at like Andy to distraction. 
Andy's first point is that Rangers are only up from the major, the minor leagues or the lower leagues, whatever. It's a third season. I mean, that's that's simply not an allowable excuse. It's the third season in the top flight. Please. Yeah, on two seconds, go. Andy. You're on your go then. Okay. Well, he's saying that it's a third season. Up. Look at it. Look at the the people we've had in charge. We had Pedro. A joke. A total joke. Yeah, right? but, but hold on. That's your club's fault. Your, yes, I know it's your, your club's fault. Your club. Appointed him Your club went down to the lower leagues Because you mismanaged your affairs And if you appointed Pedro Cajinha Who else is to blame? Right, I've got, I've got, I've got to take oh, hey, just mismanaged their affairs The people that were running the at the time mismanaged I don't like going to that, right? In my view, we're going to put down the leagues But that's, that's my view and my view only right? But what I'm saying is I think we should be given more credit this season I know you were saying beforehand this game Or Rangers are uh, but you say yourself, you it's a paper thin wedge between the two, but you, you know you've reevaluated because of yesterday's game. No, 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 no. I, I have not reevaluated everything on the basis of yesterday's game. No, I simply said, I said before the game, I said before the game that that Rangers or Celtic could win the match, and in light of what took place yesterday, I'm saying that I overestimated Rangers for the afternoon, and I underestimated Celtic for the afternoon. I'm talking about. 90 plus minutes that were played yesterday I'm not talking about the entire season I'm not denying that Rangers are a work in progress I'm not denying that they will get better And that the next Old Firm match Might be more of a contest But one game taken in isolation It has nothing to do with how many seasons You've been up in the top flight It has nothing to do with anything Other than Rangers didn't play well enough to win Andy's uh, headline if you like from the call Alex Was that yeah. the gap This so called gap that we keep talking about Is is closed yeah. What do you make of that assessment? Gordon I, I, Everybody gets uh, obsessed with this um, If you look at Rangers in their isolation They've actually I think it was 12 games before yesterday Undefeated So if you look at it over the course 12 games you're relatively happy Everything gets mucked as you says It gets kind of Reevaluated. Everybody gets a bit mad and ecstatic about the whole thing because of the manner of the defeat. Rangers need to keep concentrating on their own business. They've got some really important games coming up in this next wee block of four or five games. They need to make sure they try and take as many points as possible, and then you can start evaluating it because we're four games into the season. They have to be realistic. It's fifteen new players coming through the door, twenty getting bombed out, so they have to be realistic in terms of. This is a team as well in terms of who you're up against who have won the double treble. They've got resources galore. So the European thing for Rangers is obviously a positive. Over the next 46 games are paramount for Rangers because if the gap increases, then people will be able to say it hasn't closed and you'll be better placed over a period of time. We're talking about four games and everybody's saying, has the gap closed? And it's so early in the season to actually make that kind of call. I think to be fair though, that's that's because of all that we heard in the build up to the game. Every and I'm I'm not meaning people from the club, for instance. I'm talking about the the discussion amongst the fans was let, let's get to September second. Let's find out. Rangers fans felt yeah. that they could do something. They could get a result from the game, and Celtic fans felt that they were going to come and and show that they're they're still in charge here. I think that's where it comes from. You can't then. Give this game the big build up beforehand yeah. And then after it turn around and say Well you know it's too early to make an assessment Well what, what did I say before the game yesterday I said we, we lost the game in the, the, the first game When I come back to Rangers And we won the league uh-huh. So you can't get too down about losing that first game You have to believe in the process in which you're doing 
And again I think the words That everyone's using Is a work in progress It will take time For things to bed in uh, They also need to get A wee bit of a break With some of these guys That are actually injured At the moment Try and get them back in For me they're very thin On the ground uh, The next couple of weeks I've got five or six players Going on international duty it, if, if one of the main Strikers Morelos Or Lafferty gets injured They're down to the bare bones In that, in that area they've, they've strengthened At centre half So it's still early days, Gordon, and I think Rangers will be looking to try and kick on from here. It's how they would respond, uh, they, they, you know, over the... Mm. They've never experienced a defeat yet. How are you getting on with this teaser? Since making their debut from 1975 onwards, seven men have at least ten caps for Scotland. They played here their entire careers, but never for Celtic or Rangers. So, the likes of Morris Malpass, Stuart McKimmy, David Neri. Willie Miller? Yes. Alec McLeish? You're absolutely scooshing this You've only got two to get Paul Stewart You've only got one to get So don't give me it If you've got it let's <laughs> yeah, let, At least let's pretend There's going to be a bit I of drama Later on in the programme well. I should have uh, Do you know what See when, when Dylan sent The original question in There was more answers than this And I cut it down to seven Because I thought that was a, a suitable number for you And I'm wishing I hadn't Because oh, the other ones Were really tough You're young You'll learn Anyway You've got six <laughs> of the seven um, Any St Mirren fans out there I'm wondering what's on your mind Because it was another Heavy defeat at the weekend um, A bit of a sore one At Tynecastle And then some I mean newspaper reports Today that the Alan Stubbs is, is, is going Is on borrowed time That doesn't Actually appear to be The case right now um, But I'm keen to get Your thoughts on that We're going to hear From Alan Stubbs So get in touch 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results For Scottish accident And injury victims For 40 years Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray Are into the final part Of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard With me Gordon Duncan That means we've got A couple of things left to do We need to take some more calls And we need to get the answers To this teaser Dylan Patton has sent it in Remember if you've got a good question We'd love to use it on the show So send it into fulltime At Clyde1.com So the question tonight is this Since making their debut In 1975 onwards Seven men have at least Ten caps for Scotland They played here Their entire careers but they've never played for Celtic or Rangers Now You're absolutely flying What have you got so far? Malpass You've got Malpass Mary mm-hmm. McKimmy mm-hmm. Miller Yep McLeish Yep Sturrock right, You've only got one to get Which is incredible Because we've never Made this amount of progress By quarter to eight I must say We're on fire Paul Hegarty Oh good shout No he's just a bit below That number of caps I think David Robertson No No Hmm. Stumped? No. For the time being. For the Peter time being. Peter Weir. Peter Weir, no. the winger? No, no. You sure? Positive. Don't worry. You've got just under 10 minutes or so uh, to get the answers in. We've still got loads of calls coming after yesterday's game. I'll try and get to as many as I can, but of course, there are other things happening that I think are certainly worth a mention. Um, what about St. Mirren at the weekend, Hugh Keevans? St. Mirren Hearts. That's one of the Hearts St. Mirren, as it was. Diabolical. Uh, you know, just shocking defending. Uh, it was their good fortune that Hearts took their foot off the pedal second half to lose four goals in the first half and I looked at them last night and uh, it goes from bad to worse they had one win since the season started they, they owe that win to the Dundee goalkeeper Jack Hamilton who decided to do an Allison and a Loris and all the rest of it uh, and thought he was a football player for a minute uh, and other than that the St Mirren fans are coming to the boil. Let's hear a bit from Alan Stubbs quickly. Give a sloppy first goal away, get back in the game. Give a 
I needed the second one away, and then five minutes before half time was where you know you you're fighting a uphill battle, you know, to win, to get back in the game. Players have to take responsibility, you know, being on the pitch. You know, once you cross that white line, we can't pull you and uh, push you into positions. You know, they have to do what they've done on the training grounds and we've done it all week. Uh, Alex, don't mean to yeah. reopen old wounds, but I mean, no. you, you've been there today. There was, a, I think it was a newspaper report saying that basically Alan Stubbs' time had come to an end. Um, and I think it was Jim McIntyre was the name mentioned, wasn't it, that it was going to yeah. be to replace him. Now, that, that hasn't happened. It doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon. Um, but listen, it, it may in, in the coming days. Um, what do you make of all that? Well, listen, first and foremost, I, I'm hopeful that Alan Stubbs gets a bit more time. I don't think four league games warrants getting sacked. I know I know the environment in which we live in. Yeah. Uh, you look at the actual stats, 12 goals conceded in the last four games. Uh, it's, it's damning. And when you look at the way they're actually... And I know it's only highlights that I'm seeing at the moment. You know, you look at some of the players' body language, they don't seem to be up for this fight. And and there were so much expectations. And when you look at some of the, the board members during the summer, they were suggesting as, as high as top six, which was rather ambitious, I felt. And it's okay trying to push the boat out, but you have to be realistic as well. You know, you listen to Stephen Robinson, he always says that uh, survival is a first aim and then they mm-hmm. go from there. So uh, tough times. And uh, as I said, I hope Alan gets the time he. Uh, to turn that around Right I'm going to have to try and squeeze these in Let's go Who's been hanging on the longest I think it was Scott in Kirkintilloch Hi Scott Hi uh, good evening panel um, uh, Just uh, just a small thing On the game yesterday Because I'm on to make a prediction mm-hmm. um, And the, the game yesterday I'm going to take that result All day long yesterday I watched that game And it was probably Now I'm a massive Gerard fan I think the, the, the fans love him You know he's done great um, he, made his, he made a few He made his Biggest mistakes yesterday for the way he set up. That was the worst performance I've seen for a long time, and we only get beat one nothing. So that's a positive. I'm taking out that. If we were on our game yesterday, then it could have possibly been a better result. But anyway, it doesn't matter. But I want to give you my prediction. I want to say it to to Alex and see what he thinks. I don't be- see when we come back. I don't believe anybody else in that league, but with Celtic, will beat us. So I believe that we will go on a run between now and the 29th of December when we play Celtic. Yeah. Let's ju- don't judge us after this one game against Celtic. Let's judge us. Let's wait till Christmas. See where we are. All this doom and gloom and negativity. I seen some comments last night with some Rangers fans. I could not believe it. What I was reading. Um, because we get beat with Celtic, Gerard's no the man. See these guys that don't want to back Gerard and don't want to back the team. They should take their scarves and tops and drop them off at the front door of Ibrox and go and support somebody else. They need to get a reality check and get a grip. Well, I've got a manager who's only been in three months and you've got guys greeting that Gerard's not the man because we get beat with Celtic yesterday. Honestly, get an absolute grip. But anyway, I'm no one, I don't really like to talk about that. I'll take it every day because we were that bad, so one nothing, nothing to me. But anyway, I, I want to see what you think about my prediction and I want to give it a new because I believe I'll come back on here at Christmas Eve. I told you so. Yeah. Nobody in that league will beat us out with Celtic. Well, listen, it's a it's a, it's a, it's a big prediction. It is a big prediction, but obviously he's seen the first couple of games and he's felt as if they've done uh, enough to see early signs. Uh, again, it's very early doors. I said a few minutes ago, there's a, a really important period coming up for Rangers. And what you do as a manager, Hugh, you look at blocks. Mm. You know, the first three out of four away was really difficult. You've Parkhead yesterday, Aberdeen away, opening day, and then Motherwell. They're really hard places to, to go and get results. They've now got an opportunity to now try... And 
maximise these points because what that will do is it will get the, the momentum coming back because yesterday's knocked the stuff out of them for that point of view. Everybody's on tonight. As we just heard there, there's social media. People are saying he's a wrong man. Move on. We, we'd someone on last I week. I mean, surely, Brendan to be Rogers. fair, surely that's just a... It's an emotional response. Yeah, I get I, it. I don't think it's going to be oh, widespread, no, surely. No, no, I totally agree, Gordon. And, and listen... <laughs> Twitter and, and, and social media in general You know you get some really strange Goings on in that <laughs> You <laughs> don't say Yeah but listen the thing is You're uh, part of it now Hugh oh, Yes, yes I mean, Twitterati is the rest <laughs> Yeah but listen the, it, I'll be interested to see how they go for here Because it's as I said to you It's a really important period Gordon And they have to negotiate Europe They've got some really tough ties See when you talk about blocks Alec Yeah And this applies to Celtic as well There will be six weekends when Celtic and Rangers will have played six midweeks yep. in the Europa League. And, you know, I'm not saying that the gentleman's prediction is wrong, but I'm just saying there are many obstacles to be overcome. Well, you're not usually scared of a prediction, so, so give, no, no, no. give Scott a, a counter-prediction or agree with him. He doesn't think that Rangers will lose any games other than to Celtic this season. I'm talking about league games. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. sorry. That's, uh, that's somewhere, somewhere along the line, yes, they will. Uh, because you know they were very unlucky to draw with Aberdeen at Pataudry they were mugged as I keep on saying but they played a dangerous game at uh, Motherwell bad defending they lost three goals uh, you know one day they'll defend badly lose another three goals and not score three at the other end so no I don't think they'll go from now until New Year with uh, an unblemished League record Alex Well listen It's interesting because uh, I thought the Motherwell Defending It kind of boiled down To Tavernier With the two uh, Where he didn't pick up At set plays And it ultimately cost him I think in general play Over the course I think there was a learning curve As well for that game As well Hugh The Motherwell game mm. uh, You know when he went To a back three It didn't work for me Particularly well But I look, there's a resolute there There's a belief uh, I wouldn't be surprised If they were on a really Strong run just because of what the personnel they've got, they've still got guys to come back. I mean, it just depends what, what you consider that, because you get strong runs, but the, the run that Scott's predicting, and by the way, I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but that means four games against Hearts, not lose any yeah. of them, four games against Hibs, another three against Aberdeen. And so, is is it possible? Did you, when did he say up until Christmas? 29th of December. Oh, right, it's just between now and then, so not, not the full season. Yeah. No, no, he ah, wasn't on full season. All right, no, okay. no, so that's what I'm saying. Listen, I wouldn't be surprised if Rangers were on a really strong run. The evidence I've seen in the domestic games, other than yesterday, they've looked really strong. They've looked as if they're capable. There's a belief there. So I wouldn't be surprised if they, they did go on a really good run. Yeah, whether, think... whether they can see it, that'll be debatable because you have circumstances in between that as well. Do you lose players? Do you get injuries? So there's a lot of factors to take into consideration. I think, as always, Hugh, it just depends the way you view these things because I can almost hear. Some sections of, of Glasgow no. in the West saying Well they've only got 5 points out of 12 How can you possibly predict yeah. But at the same time Scott would be quite right in coming back and saying Exactly Scott's, But they've not lost any of those games And I think that's the way it's going to stay Scott gets a commendation Because he came on He put his neck on the line We admire that <laughs> But as I say This separate life form that is Celtic versus Rangers Or Rangers versus Celtic It drives men, women and children To extremes of behaviour uh, I think that's probably going to See us through to the end Scott and Kirk and Tillock Thank you I don't think we've got time To squeeze anything else in Calls wise um, What about the week Coming up Hugh Keevens It's uh, it's that time of the Of the season already Where everyone takes A bit of a breather But then turns towards Some fairly important International action yeah, as well Every kick of the ball We play under Alec McLeish Is very important now Because Alec knows He has to win over the public He's made a Terrific decision today By appointing Andrew Robertson As the new Scotland captain we can only wish him well. We've been away for 20 years and we don't need reminded. 
And we are up against it We don't have the quality in our squad That other countries possess So may he pick the right team May he pick the right formation uh, And may good luck be with him uh, I certainly don't have time to go through The full explanation and ramifications Of the UEFA yeah. Nations League Alex But the yeah. fact is It's an extra chance for us to qualify And it starts on Monday against Albania Therefore it's very important Yeah absolutely I think it's uh, important for Alex as well We'll be looking to try and get off to a winning start um, Particularly at Hamden You know we're, we're trying to get some sort of momentum Going under this new campaign It's coming underway as well So listen I wish the, the, the big fella really well Because he's a top guy And he knows his football mm. On Monday night in celebration I'll tell you the story About Alec Ferguson and me In Mars bars and Sprites And Albania I look forward to it Alex McLeish is one of the answers On the teaser We're looking for Since making their debut From 75 onwards Seven men have at least 10 caps for Scotland They played here Their entire career But they never played For Celtic or Rangers Alex McLeish Willie Miller Morris Malpass Stuart McKimmy David Neri Paul Sturrock which means Alec Ray's got it He's got a glint in his eye And a smile on his face Which suggests to me You're confident yeah, Derek Johnson <laughs> Nah, it's Craig Levine Yeah, it's Craig Levine Well done to you 16 caps for Craig Levine Played in Scotland his full career But never for Celtic or Rangers There we go Thank you to Alex Ray and Hugh Keevans For joining me, Gordon Duncan, tonight A really busy night on the phone So thank you for your patience Apologies if you didn't get through Thanks if you did And thanks to the rest of you Who just sat quietly and listened at home Or sent us some tweets We can do it all over again tomorrow Tuesday night show In the company of Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna but in the meantime from us, stay where you are.